up with a terrible migraine and i'm in charge of the stream yard so it's all messed up oh my goodness <laughs> now anyway, you want to quickly tell the people what you've been reading and we oh can kind of get back goodness. to wherever we were before i was an idiot yes uh so i've been reading lots of things one of which is this debut uh collection of stories called one trying to return home by jennifer marissa mccauley it's coming out february 7th from uh, Counterpoint. And um, it says a dazzling debut collection spanning a century of Black American and Afro Latino life in Puerto Rico, Pittsburgh, Louisiana, Miami, and beyond. And an evocative meditation on belonging, the meaning of home, and how we secure our um, secure freedom on our own terms. It is very good. The first story was extremely explosive, really like grab your popcorn kind of a story. A mother and a daughter get together um, because the mom wants to get her son back. He was taken away from her and is now living with this nurse who um, apparently is not treating him well. The son has kidney failure. So the daughter's in college. She doesn't want to do it. She just wants to run, but, you know, can't say no to mama. So off they go. And it just gets crazy from there. It's a wild story. And the second story was just as good. And I'm excited to get through the rest of this collection. So February 7th, When Trying to Return Home by Jennifer Maritza McCauley. Pick it up. Pick it up. And it's very short. It's not even 300 pages. I I just... I'm, I'm embarrassed for myself today. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know how I royally screwed this up this much. I feel like we haven't been a stream yard in a minute. It feels like we haven't been in here for a while. You know? Naomi. I don't know. I need help. We had a whole ass discussion. We sure did. Live. We, sh we sure did, folks. We sure did. At least we saw it before we got into the main event. Um yeah oh my good oh my goodness yeah I'm trying to find a positive anyway so i've been reading several booker books including the seven moons of molly almedia i am also reading a couple other older booker books um so my reading's a little heavy uh but this was the 2022 booker renner we're reading it for dd reads is read the booker no a booker a month whatever it's called i don't know how to title it anymore i don't know anything anymore anyway so we talked about this once already, and so uh, I'm enjoying this story sometimes. And the reason it's not all the time, I feel like, is because I don't understand the context of the setting of this story. It's talking a lot about events that have occurred in Sri Lanka back in like the 80s. And I know nothing about Sri Lankan history. Um, so I feel like I'm missing a lot of big points or like big takeaways and it's it's affecting my ability to I guess truly connect with the text so that one's on me that's my bad just like the stream this is my this is my bad <laughs> um but I think when I'm done because I'm about 60% of the way through I'm going to do a deep dive and 
try to watch a whole bunch of reviews and get a little bit more context on the story uh, before I like solidify a a true review or rating or whatever mm-hmm. um, of of this one. But as of right now, I would not have picked this, even with I think my lack of understanding. Obviously, I haven't finished it yet either. But even with my lack of understanding, I don't think I would have picked this one. But we have quite a long ways to go still. We have about six more on the long long list to read. So, you know, my thoughts will continue to change. But I just, I have this feeling that there's a couple other ones on here that for me are going to hit a lot harder and I'm really going to like. But... This is the I winner. think I think the colony is going to be one. Um, I've, maps so of my spec maps. I think is going to hit me. And I, I want to read that one, but I'm also prepared to be really um, shaken up by that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Okay. Hmm. So Naomi, when you're in here, because I can't remember, because I'm so rarely the guest and not the host yeah um does it say live in your upper left yes corner okay good so you can and I keep looking at it now next time <laughs> I, I can't stop looking at it now <laughs> i just uh i was I, I actually have been reasonably productive considering how i woke up this morning but mm-mm. i do not have brain cells so Get ready, folks, because we're going to break down a book while I have no brain cells. Oh, it's such a good book. Why don't you tell the people why we're here? So our last <clears throat> our last uh, book club pick of 2022 was Our Wives Under the Sea by Julia Armfield. And um, what? again, another short book that really gives you a lot and it just for me it was absolutely delicious in so many ways (laughs) honestly it was I feel like it was a continuation of a theme that was happening for me in 2022, which was books about grief in some way Mm -hmm. and really just digging deeper into my love of all things sort of Gothic in nature. Mm -hmm. So this was just this really beautiful mashup of that. And so like my favorite thing about Gothic and my favorite thing about books like this are they leave enough to the imagination. They leave enough for you to be like, what's real, what's not. Um, And that makes, I like that unsettling feeling in Mm -hmm. a story. I don't need everything to have answers or explanations, but I need the questioning nature of the story to make sense. Like it makes sense in this context for there to be so many moments where you're like, well, was there really something outside of the submarine mm-hmm. or was it psychosis? Um, mm-hmm. Is, is the wife even there? Mm-hmm. You know, is all this really happening? What's I like, I like that. I still think you should read that book. We spread. I think it's Ian Reed. Um, it okay. gives a very similar sort of vibe in that nature where like you start to 
get really dark and spirally and you're like, what's real and what isn't? Yeah. So, but anyway, so you want to give a little summary of this? So there's some context to this discussion. Yeah. Um, I'm actually just going to read the inside flap so we, we can hurry up and just get into the meat and, and bones of this thing. So it says, uh, Marie thinks she has got her wife back when Leah finally returns after a deep sea mission that ended in catastrophe. It soon becomes clear, though, that Leah may have come back wrong. Whatever happened in that vessel, whatever it was they were supposed to be studying before they were stranded on the ocean floor, Leah has carried part of it with her on the dry land and into their home. To have the woman, <clears throat> to, to have the woman she loves back should mean a, a return to normal life. But Marie can feel Leah slipping away, slipping from her grasp. Memories of what they had before, the jokes they shared, the films they watched, and all small things that made Leah hers only remind Mira of what she stands to lose. Living in the same space but suddenly separate, Marie comes to realize that that life that they had might be gone. This is a. It, it, it was a very. Um, dark read because uh, I, mm -hmm. you know, the 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 pages were really just dripping in grief, mm -hmm. you know, and also grief in a lot of ways, like grief of losing a parent, like the grief of being in the midst of losing your what you had with your partner and losing your partner also like grieving control you once had over your body just a lot of grief in all aspects just dripping from these pages mm -hmm. um and the body horror was absolutely fantastic in this book yeah it was really if you can be tasteful, tastefully done. I feel like it was not gratuitous in any way. It was Absolutely. perfectly placed in the story. And I also like how um, Miri ends up with each chapter. So we, we go back and forth between Miri de dealing with the present and Leah on this submarine. And I like how Mary is is not 100% likable at all times. And I like how she's reflecting on so many things, including mm -hmm. like her own relationship with her mother, with some of mm -hmm. her friendships, the beginning of this relationship, what's happening now, therapy, like every, like there's, yeah. there's a lot of stuff in here. Yeah. To give like this little horror story, this little Gothic horror some meat which i really liked exactly that's exactly right there's a lot going on because when she <clears throat> when mary met leah her mother was really just starting to decline right mm -hmm. and so now they're in this this marriage and you know you don't just stop you know grieving the loss of a, of a parent overnight that mm -hmm. kind of never really you know goes away so that's still very much present in her life and here she is now looking at her wife face with i'm I am losing her too. Mm -hmm. I am also losing her. So it's like double down on the grief for her. Um, God, it was just so, so fantastic. You know, I also, you know, you learn things, right? I also like how each chapter was framed around, what is it? The ocean floor? Yes. Like the five layers. Yeah. Each uh, to section. The ocean. Yeah. Each section was, was a different zone of the ocean. Yeah. So you went deeper and deeper as the story got like darker and darker. Um, and you felt that. Mm-hmm. 
you felt that you and you really felt that and there was this one line in here um what would it let's see because it's it, it really it's really relatable for the entire story really um something like panic is some oh panic is a misuse of oxygen yes because with everything that's going on my goodness does she have a reason to panic <laughs> it is it is absolutely the unknown it is absolutely terrifying and can we talk a bit about this center that Marie is desperately calling all the time, trying to get someone to answer the phone, trying to get some help. Can we just the center? <laughs> did, did it what feel, was it, it felt like a scam, didn't it? <laughs> it did. It felt very nothing really felt real. And like, so essentially, Leah comes back and she's not herself. She's possibly turning into some sort of sea creature. Mm -hmm. We don't know. Um, and this company that sends her to the ocean, the to on this trip, this oceanography trip, they're kind of present until they're not. And then they're almost impossible to get through to. Right. Um, and when I say they're present, it's like they're, capable of putting you on hold for long periods of time and make you jump through hoops until they're not even capable. It's not even a an ability to reach them. So, right. I mean, I do, you, I wonder like, is the center a stand in for something? Is it a stand in for therapy? Is it a stand in for something, some sort of like life buoy in mm -hmm. this for Mary to, to help her, I mean, I know that they they have couples therapy. So the hardest thing for me at this book is, is Leah really back? Right. Is Leah even there? Or is this all part of Mary grieving over the uh -huh. loss of her relationship on the heels of losing her mother, a mother that she self-admits she doesn't even truly like all that much? Um, right. I mean, she says about her mom, it was very easy to offend my mother rather in the way that it is very easy to kill an orchid. It often seemed little short of inevitable. I loved her at a distance. I, uh, I loved her hard and at a distance, which made it easier to do experience brief, but powerful compulsions to hug her and almost never did. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Like the stuff with her mom is incredibly relatable for me. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, I, I just can never figure out if like the center was real. And I know that you get these other characters that come in um, yeah. and are like, yeah, you know, the center did that with me. And then they stopped, you know, they stopped answering me, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I never know what's real in this story. And I think that's, what's the best. That's what makes it so good. Yeah. But there is something sort of sinister. I mean, obviously there was something, you know, they went to this party, they did all these things, there was interaction. Mm -hmm. um, but I kept forgetting what was real and what wasn't while reading it. Right. That makes perfect sense. I don't know what this point is. It's just that. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, it really the 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 book at, at points is kind of like a little mind f you are just really yeah. uncertain about everything just as Miri is uncertain about everything yeah 
you're right there with her. We also yeah. do not know. <laughs> Are you just recounting what actually happened? Or like, I, I don't know. Is it um, a coping mechanism? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, and then the places with Leah seem the most sane. But is Leah, did Leah ever even come back? <sighs> because it seems like even with the friends that, that, that Mary has, that one woman that she seems to not like very much. Carol or um, somebody? No. Yeah. Carmen? Carmen. It doesn't seem like Carmen, do they ever see them together after? Like, who sees the two of them together? Maybe the therapist and Yelka. Uh, well, Yelka, oh, who's you, also grieving. Like, who sees Leah other than Miri? After she returns, just mm -hmm. Miri, because she really because and remember, Yelka, she, the other lady at the end of the story. The no, isn't yeah the sister because Yelka's the one that um. Or whatever, Yelka's sister, yeah. Yelka, whoever her name is. I can't yeah. remember, okay? Because. Is it Juna's the sister and Yelka's the, the one on the Yeah, Yelka's the one that disappeared. Okay. Because remember, Sorry. Mary doesn't even tell anyone what's really going on with Leah. She's just kind of given the narrative that, you know, Leah's back from her mission and they're just kind of like not on the same page, right? They're just kind of like mm -hmm. not in a great place. But she's not disclosing all the weird stuff that's happening. Which is why that that friend Carmen, she's like, yeah, you know, I know what you mean because when I was with Tom, you know, I love him, but like, and it's like, honey, no, it's not, it's not the same thing. Because <laughs> I kept trying to figure out if she was really there, if maybe she, this is all some sort of uh, depiction of just mental illness. Like, does she come back with like terrible PTSD or something like that? And she, uh, is the center like a psych ward? Like, I, I had so many thoughts. And I kind of love how I don't have an answer to most of them. Mm -hmm. But like, I need to know about the teeth. Why is she so obsessed with teeth? So much teeth. There's teeth everywhere. Like if you keep reading and read. Yeah, there are a few mentions of teeth. And also. Almost every chapter of Mary's, there's some mention of teeth. Somehow teeth comes out. I don't know if I noted it in the very beginning because it took me a couple chapters to note it. Mm -hmm. It would just be like reading through and teeth, teeth, my teeth hurt, my teeth this, teeth that, teeth, 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 teeth. Why? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a there's a lot going on here. And also all of the all of the things that Leah was experiencing as she's like changing mm -hmm. were gosh, so just really scary actually. Mm -hmm. Um you know, how could you not be in a panic? Yeah. I don't know. It was so beautifully written. I, really I don't know was. how to discuss this book other than to gush, gush about it because there's so, it's so, it's just a giant question mark in so many ways. Yeah. Um, and there's some beautiful, beautiful lines that just come out. Um, 
The problem with the relationships between women is that neither of you is automatically the wronged party, which frankly takes a lot of the fun out of an argument. Mm, mm -hmm. Like sometimes she would make me sort of chuckle as she was looking back at her relationship with Leah. You know what else it made me think about when, so uh, there are a few things like when she says, you know, now that she's back, now I'm used to her being back. I can't decide whether to register her presence as relief or invasion. And I just thought about how that is probably relatable for so many people who are in a partnership with someone who is mm -hmm. on the road or gone most of the time. Mm -hmm. And so although you're with someone, you're living alone most of the time. And when that person returns, how much it might, it may feel just like that. Like this is your home, but also I feel like you're invading my space because you're not here as much with me as you know you 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 could be and um i i liked her trying to like reckon with that feeling of trying to get close again because she also like says a lot of things about remembering remembering what they used to do remembering what they used to say to each other remembering how they used to feel with one another, like a lot of remembering you know back mm -hmm. to you know before times before she went on this longest mission um and everything came back so so differently um, I mean, she says to her at some point, sometimes I think you prefer it down there. Yeah. I had said to her, holding her face in my hands, wondering whether I meant it to sound like a joke or reproach. You mm -hmm. go so deep, you forget you're supposed to come back. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes sense, right? Because as you're reading about Leah, you see that she really has this like lifelong love with, you know, this, the, the ocean. Mm -hmm. She like feels this deep in her spirit. This is, mm -hmm. it is home for her. It is absolutely home for her. Do you even think that any of this is about the ocean or does Leah have something or let me, let me rephrase that. Um, is this really just a, a look at a relationship breaking down as one person has a greater passion for something that is outside of their marriage? I thought about that and I'm stuck between she's a mermaid and <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck between Mary just basically losing her crap because she's had too much loss and too much grief mm -hmm. um, and what you're saying. I really don't know. Because I could, I can see how losing a parent and then like losing the ending of your marriage kind of like sends you over the edge emotionally. And I can see, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so I could see how she may be having a time <laughs> trying to cope and deal with that and trying to work her way out of it. But I'm just not sure. Or is what, is what, we're, what we've read really what happened? I don't know. We never will. I know. Um, it's just, it's, oh man, but it's. But uh, mm. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I think we had very different divorces and stuff, but I was initially very, like a lot of feelings, scared, embarrassed, nervous, a whole wash of emotions over telling anybody that he had even left. Um, and I kept that secret for a long time. And dealt with that with certain people and then slowly started to divulge it to certain people as time went on. 
I also had a longer process mm-hmm. where this was going on. Um, and I can see how if this is really, you know, a breakup and Mary is trying to process everything, it makes sense to me, like from my own experiences, why you ha- you're telling Carmen, oh no, she's just, she's back. She's just, she's, she's, she's like, she's a little sick, you know, like she's a little under the weather. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to burden your friends. You're embarrassed. You're not ready to say it. You can't even process it. There's so many layers to sharing that personal of a, of a moment with people. Right. Right. And she does seem like the beginning of her relationship does very much seem like almost like she's kind of in awe of Leah. Like Leah is very driven and amazing and all these things mm-hmm. and she seems to latch on to leah like leah is the dominant person in this relationship the dominant more experienced person as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. so without her like she pardon the pun she's a fish out of water but right. like <laughs> but yeah. yeah you know um i don't know it's 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 a good freak it, it's how many times can we just say it's fantastic? It's fantastic. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It, you walk away with so many more questions than answers. And I'm okay with that with this book. Because it just kind of worked. Um, Do you want to talk about this whole like chat group she goes into? Because she goes into all these chat groups. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was weird. So she's in this chat group with all these people who like <laughs> fantasize about their spouse dying. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Because I so just funny. I was just I was just flipping and I was like, does anyone else find the possibility of the comeback kind of worse than the idea of death? Someone posted. Not that you don't want them to return, but rather that that's the tormenting thing, the thought that they might do. Yeah, you know why. And I, I mean, I can, I understood that statement, you know, especially if someone's been gone for a long time, you wonder, are they going to come back? Will things be the same? You yeah, know, or will it be worse? The sense of loss was convoluted by an ache of possibility by the almost but not quite negligible hope of reprieve. The mm-hmm. grief process is also the coping process. And if the... And if the grief process is frozen by ambiguity, by the constant possibility of reversal, then so is the ability to cope. Mm-hmm. I like this is why I just don't think she ever came back. I really, truly don't think she ever came back or they broke up. Like the, there is no Leah. I think that Mary is alone, like alone. And, and here's and here's the line that kind of makes you think that. Well, for me anyway, when I right after what you just read, what it says, it's not grief. One woman, one woman posted, it's more like a haunting. Mm-hmm. You know. So, like, I need to know if people have read this. What? What? Yeah. Do you what think was the is what? actually going on? Mm-hmm. What was the what? Yeah. Oh, the mother stuff. Oh, I have like all these mother things. <laughs> uh, I need therapy. I see my mother and myself, though less in the sense of inherited features and more in the sense of an intruder poorly hidden behind a curtain. I see her impatience in the skin of my neck, her anger in the way my hands move. I see her when I press my tongue to the inside of my cheek with irritation, yet refuse to do anything to make a situation better. I see her when I assume people are worse than they turn out to be. 
Yep. And you know, when, when she's describing the things that's happening with her mother, I really felt like, okay, this is, this is touching on, I think most of our fears, which is our bodies deciding to go against us and break down mm-hmm. and we have no control over it. I think that's mm-hmm. many people's fear, just our body just saying, nope, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to start falling apart and there's nothing you can do about it. That is a fear for a lot of people. I like, I like when she says when she became ill, much of this self-imposed rigidity was lost. My mother's face untethered, but subtly uncontrolled. She became prone to involuntary facial and bodily spasms, struggled to regulate her body's speed, its movement through space, its sudden dislocating stops. It became crueler, unwatchable. Oh, I also just like, feel like Leah is her stand-in mom. Mm. Yeah, because she loses her mom like kind of around the time she gains Leah. Mm-hmm. All this, right? all this is happening so, so close together. It's a lot. Oh, I like this one. Um, this, now I'm just reading quotes to you because I like them. Um, something I find incredibly boring, Sam said, is that everyone is everyone's conviction that love is different for them somehow harder. Do you know what I mean? I just don't think it's that complicated, honestly. If you're with the wrong person, it's hard. It's just another way of thinking you're special, the way everyone does when they're a teenager. You think you aren't able to love, except that you are. Of course you are. You think you aren't able to love correctly or the same as everyone else, except that, of course, you are. You just just haven't had a chance to do it yet. You're not special. You're just waiting. Yeah. There's, like, some good little nuggets of things wrapped in these in this yeah and really quickly back to like that fear of just like your body saying enough and she says when i visit her her being a mother when i visit her i found it increasingly difficult not to imagine the two of us breaking down and turning to dust i think (sighs) that it would be really interesting to have you read we spread because this that also deals with like dementia mm-hmm. but you are in the head of the dementia patient and it's very mm. unsettling what is real and what is not in this yeah. uh like home for this dementia patient um it's 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 an interesting and it ramps up kind of like this does um nicely the pacing's really nice so it like yeah. ramps up to a good finish um but I, this is my first julia armfeld this is her second novel i guess um first novel. i no, she's got something else salt slow was a, a, a story collection oh i'm sorry because <laughs> you're reading all the story collections now um i, re- I want to read that one really badly i do i, I, mean, I, read I, I remember them. when it came out and people loved it i mean her her writing is just really it's it's I, I love the way she, her, it's, it's beautiful. Um, my heart is a thin thing these days. Shred of paper blown between the spaces in my ribs. I mean, that's beautiful. Yeah. 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 I just, I don't know. I just, I love not knowing what's really up. Mm-hmm. But I do love that there's release, whether it's a literal release or whatever. She gets this release at the end of the story in some way mm-hmm. where she, she baggaged up all the stuff and she's bringing it to the ocean and she lets it back to where it belongs. And I, I think that that's really beautiful. I think that it's, it's a, you know, there's a story of 
potentially of healing or at least taking steps towards it. Um, it's not all teeth and gothic vibes. If there's, yeah. there's a little glimmer of hope maybe by the end that maybe Miri has. I looked at it like it was acceptance. Yeah, but that's all part of the grief process. Yeah. Okay. So this is Juna or Juana or however you say her name in Swedish or whatever she is. Where She's from somewhere. Yeah. Like Scandinavian-ish. Um, I think Juana says after a pause that the thing about losing someone isn't the loss, but the absence afterwards. Do you know what I mm -hmm. mean? The endlessness of that. She looks sideways at me and sniffs. My friends were sad. People who knew my sister were sad, but everyone moves on after a month. It's all they can manage. It doesn't mean they weren't sad, just that things kept going or something. I don't know. She rolls her shoulders and shakes her head. It's hard when you look up and realize that everyone's moved off and left you in that place by yourself. Like they've all gone on and you're still you're there still holding on to this person you're supposed to let go of. Let go of them in the water is something I once read. Seems a bit of a joke in the circumstances, but still. Something about how living means relinquishing the dead and letting them drop down or fall or sink. Letting go of them in the water, you know? Yep. Yep. It's... And I, I like when the end when she says, you know, passingly, I think that this might always have been inevitable, that perhaps she had always known it, but had wanted to hold on for me for as long as she could. I I wonder so many things, like did Leah come back with the terminal illness? Did Leah come back and break up with her? Did Leah die? Did Leah, like there's so many Mm-hmm. But what I you know is that she has to let Leah go. Yes. And she's coping with that. She or trying to cope with that. She's trying to cope with all the feelings of dealing with her mother that that brings up. And you get this really suffocating glimpse into being stuck in a submarine under the mm -hmm. sea, which is terrifying. Absolutely. Absolutely. Could not imagine. I won't go in a dry docked submarine. Tell me about no, it. No, thank you. Tell me about no, it. No, thank you. Yeah. I want to know about this center. <laughs> I don't know how to answer the center. I don't. Yeah. And I think that's 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 the really interesting thing. Because like, I feel like there were talks about the therapist, her seeing the, I feel like she said she thought saw the therapist in person once with Leah, when mm -hmm. she got back, but then right, the next day we really talk about the therapist. It's it's a, a virtual visit, and Leah's not there. So like she's in the water, in the water. She's mm -hmm. in the like. So is what <laughs> exactly? I don't know. I feel like this is the kind of thing that you can read over and over again, and still never quite understand exactly what has happened mm -hmm. um and it's just filled with like beautiful just passages about grief and coping and love and relationships and mothers and daughters um and i i yeah was blown away and i'm glad that we waited to the end of the year to read it because i think it was a nice way to punctuate the end of the year 
Yeah, I had a little note that I was saying that I don't really know what's going on in this relationship, but it's clear that Leah belongs to the sea, whatever that means. Because I couldn't figure out if she was alive. I just didn't know. But it was very clear that Leah's relationship with the sea was much deeper and much bigger and much stronger than what she had with anything else. And like, for me, that question is, is that relationship like a literal relationship with the sea? Is it just a relationship with your job? Is it a relationship with your career? Because those are actually two different things. Is it a relationship, you know, with self and self wants over being in a, rela in a relationship where you think a little bit more collectively, maybe like, I feel like there's so much mm -hmm. metaphor in this. It's or is that the right word? I don't know. I'm trying to be literary. I'm not literary, but, but it's all those, all those things could connect, right? She, mm -hmm. she could have on this, on this long mission, she could have had the realization that what I desire for myself, what makes me feel whole and full is this work and mm -hmm. to be, you know, close to this water. And mm -hmm. I want this more than anything else. This outweighs everything else for me. And I think it almost doesn't matter Leah's story. What matters is how Mary processes loss. That's, that's all it is. That's the point is uh, it doesn't matter. It almost doesn't matter what you lose or how you lose it. It's you have, we all have to go through the process of uh, accepting it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And letting it go into the water. Exactly. God, was so fantastic. But what I would the love tea? to hear. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this is making me think about the, this other book that I recently finished. And I had to, like, go on a deep dive about something that kept reoccurring in that story to figure out what does this mean? So I'm, I'm feeling you on that. Like, what is the, what is this? What do the teeth symbolize? I don't know what the teeth. I just want to talk to Julia and I just want to ask her a lot of questions about <laughs> everything. <laughs> it's really good. It was it's really good. so short. You get through it so quickly. And um, like I read it a second time and I had more questions and different questions than I did the first time. And there were things that stood out to me on the second go round that didn't stand out to me the first go round. I think there's a lot to unpick in here, even mm -hmm. though it's short. Um, there is enough missing from it in terms of like explicitly said things to make it so that you kind of perpetually have questions yeah. in a very satisfying way. And I think that that is an art. I think that being... This is why I like sort of the more gothic leaning horror books because mm -hmm. there's a skill in leaving the right amount of stuff out to oh allow gosh, yes. the reader's brain to fill in holes and to that's how they self insert you know like you read a gothic story and before you know it you are self inserting because you're inserting your fears your worries your reactions to the the mystery that you're in as opposed mm -hmm. to some of these other stories that are really gratuitous in like violence and just trying to be really overt in things those don't give me the same don't have they don't have the same impact for me right as, 
as the more gothic stories do. Exactly. Oh, hang on. I <laughs> I have a question here. This is like on page 151. I said, mm-hmm. wait, is Leah the center? Yeah. <laughs> and I, and here's, here's why I wrote that because it said, this is when, this is when Mary's trying to call the center again. And she's like, maybe I should go there. And she's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm hoping, am I hoping to say, if I get there, can you fix her? Can you give her back again, but better? Hmm. <laughs> I was like, wait, is Leah the center? <laughs> I was just, I think there's a lot and I love, I love it. Oh my God. You know that like immediately I was going to pick up on the mother daughter stuff, yeah. especially this mother daughter relationship. Um, Cause like, I mean, I really, we don't have to go into like a therapy session here, but like, I really felt that, that like I loved her hard and at a distance. Like mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. understand, you know, not every relationship you know, you see a lot of things where people talk about like, oh, I got no contact with my family. Not everybody can do that kind of thing because it's not about that. Like, you right. know, maybe you that's not your goal is your goal is to try to sort of live within the flaws of the people you love um, and find a way to cope within their flaws. Right. Let's think about like Betty and the dad, like loving people despite anything else that could be wrong with them. Right. Yeah. And that it's in and of itself can be a very difficult thing to do. And sometimes the easy hard decision is to go no contact, right? Mm, It's mm -hmm. not an easy decision, but the easier solution is to go, no, I'm not going to do this. The harder decision is to love someone from a distance, whether that's physical or like you put an emotional distance because you have to protect yourself, but you still ultimately love that person. So I I really loved that there was like this exploration of that kind of mother daughter relationship. Like clearly she cares, Mm -hmm. but also she can't give herself fully right to that caring because there's injury. She's, you know, there's wounding going on um, and you have to protect yourself as well. Exactly. But that's why I feel like Leah leaving is so devastating. Leah leaving in whatever sense we are using the words leaving is because she gives herself sort of a lot more freely over to Leah mm-hmm. and to not have her after losing her mother is it's a lot to yeah. process. Yep. Mm-hmm. It really is. Oh, yeah, so also, also uh, after reading um, um, a note on the text at the end of the book, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to be reading the shipping news like very soon. Cause she makes a mention of that. Everybody, everybody keeps talking about that book. I'm gonna have to really? read it at some point. Yeah, I, I keep hearing it. You've said it to me twice already. Um, and then I didn't realize this is gonna. I, I hope this doesn't lead to me reading this. Uh, but I didn't. I, I, you know, the beginning part of this, the beginning quote, is a um, quote from Moby Dick. <laughs> Elizabeth's favorite book in the whole wide world. It's it's really not. But um, I I was shocked at how beautiful (laughs) the passages, the two paragraphs they picked were. Mm -hmm. And it had me for like a nanosecond being like, did I miss something when I was like 17 and they made me read this book? Let's Uh, do it. 
I am not there yet. If I have gravity's <laughs> okay. rainbow on I'll my set it down. All right. Calm 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 your tits, okay? I'm I'm calming them. Calming them. Tits calm down. them down. Tits down. Tits down. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I was felt I felt bamboozled for a minute. I was like <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> But that's yeah. not a 2023 thing, okay? Maybe at some point in my life, I will give Moby Dick a second shot and see if, with maturity, like a fine wine, yeah, I have aged into liking Moby Dick. Yeah, I like it. Mm. Well, folks, this was a fantastic read. And um, if you couldn't gather from this conversation, we highly recommend you read it. It's so I- short. Just read it. I mean, half of this was just us going, it's so good. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's but a lot it to get is, into. But there is, and it's really hard to break it down. And um, I feel like it, I, I don't really want to spoil the way things go down in the submarine because I feel like that whole, all the Leah chapters are like a really great, like that's the really gothic scary piece of it. And then mm-hmm. all of Miri's things are like this more literary millennial exploration of um, grief and loss and mother daughter relationships and your girlfriend turning into a mermaid and like all of that. And it's, it's just such a great pairing because you have this suspense that's weaving through and then you get these little pockets of like reality, Mm -hmm. quote unquote in between. And then you're back to like, what the hell is happening on this submarine? Yeah. Actually, I'm also claustrophobic, so like it really got me. Actually, what tossed me back and forth with thinking is what we're reading really happening, or is this something else? I would have moments of being a reality when Mary would talk about the telephone bill. Mm-hmm. How high it is um, in the water bill. So it was, you know, I, I liked being tossed around in, in that story. It I'll probably read it again. Again, at tossed some point. around like you're in the waves in the ocean. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. So read it, folks. Read it. I know that was on a read lot of it. people's list last year. A lot of people really enjoyed it. Um, so we should talk to the author. <laughs> it's so good. I need to know, woman, what was with the teeth? Like, dear Julia, I need to know. What's I just want to know what the heck was really going on. What's the center? <laughs> right. You know, is it Leah? What's really going on? Anyway. So, uh, yeah, that was our last read of 2022. We've got a brand new reading schedule for 2023. Check out our website, tbrlowdown.com for that. Or check it out on um, Instagram at tbrlowdown. That's posted there as well. You were For January, we are also reading a rather maritime book. Yes, we are. Older. Which centers around uh, a couple of ladies, and one of them is like a cook on a ship. Boom. There you Continuity, go. Continuity, folks. There you go. Lesbians and maritime. Maritime lesbians. That's what you yes. come here for. Yes. I'm here for all of that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, read with us. Read with us. All right. Recommendation time. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I know I already talked about this and I don't think that episode's even out yet. 
and I talked to you about how I was currently reading it. Well, spoiler, I read it. Mm. And it's so freaking good. <laughs> so this is The Enigma of Room 622 by Joel Digger or Joel Digger. I don't know how you say umlauts over an E. Okay, I don't know. Um, this book. All right. So it is a mystery. It is a love story. Mm. It is a book about writers. Mm. It is... So, so good. It's just so good. I, I, I don't want to spoil anything for you. Uh, I said this once already. So, like, wait, you haven't seen that yet because time is funny. Um, but you have this guy, this writer who goes to this, like, Swiss hotel. He checks into the hotel. He gets taken to room 621B. That's how they did it. And so they have 621A, 621B, and 623, right? Okay. There's no 622. And he's like, what the hell's going on with 622? So he runs into another hotel patron, a lady, and they go about trying to figure out what occurred in room 622. There was a murder. They don't really tell you who got murdered, but there was a murder. There was like a whole Swiss banking family that's involved in this whole thing. There's backstabbing in trying to get... Um, you know the presidency of this of this bank because you know it's usually passed down from son to father to son and this time around in the past this is all in the past now you know it doesn't that's not how it plays out people are backstabbing people people are like possibly working for government agencies and like finding out what's going on with like um the money that's being invested in this bank there's romance there's love triangles there's cheating there's all this Ooh. stuff and then finally you figure out like who got murdered why they got murdered um and then you've got to figure out like who did the murdering it is so wonderfully complex and then the way it ends and sort of ties it all together it is it is such a good book and so it's such good. a naomi book um i i truly truly like I don't read as much mystery thriller sort of books anymore. And this is the kind of thing that I, there were so many layers to this. It was perfection. I know he has a couple other books. I'll have to try to find them. Hopefully they're as good, but. Is this the genre that he always writes in? Do you know? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it is just, it is so good. Yeah. Like, I don't know what else to tell. It's just. It is a master. I'm not, I, I can't talk too much about it, like how it all weaves together. But like, right, if you don't you've read run. it, if you've read it, the way this all weaves together, the way, like, there's a bit of it that maybe like some some cynical person will come on here and be like, oh, well, that was like contrite. But like, I really think that it was just I wasn't like blown away in the sense that I was like, you know, it's like things started made sense, but there were enough things that were like, no, he didn't. And yeah. then. I just, I enjoyed the entire ride. I, I really did. I put this in my ear holes and I played potion, potion permit. And I just let that mystery unfold. I love it. That sounds really good. It's really good. You're making me excited to read that. Well, you need to read it. I hope I find, hey, I'm going to be looking for it when we go out on our little treasure hunt. You ain't going to find it. You never know. It's a brand new book. 
oh, well, then I'll be waiting till the end of the year to get it when I have gift cards. It's on script. <laughs> she won't you go on because it's audiobook or ebook, and you ain't going to do that. No, but you said this is a mystery thriller. That's probably something I can just listen to. I don't have to think. Right? I can just let it just, it's just a mystery thriller. I can listen to that. All right. Yes, you can listen to this. All right, give the title on the uh, author again. It is uh, The Enigma of Room 622 by Joel Dicker. Joel Dicker? Umlauts. And the Who knows how to say it? Stunning. It is a beautiful book. Um, again, to make matters worse, because I bought this when we were in Portugal, mm -hmm. you will have to get a hardback. Okay. Because it'll be even more expensive. Oh, or, or I can order from Blackwell's. Yeah. It's beautiful. All right. Um, I am bringing back an, a, a 2021 fave. A 2021 fave, and that is Night Bitch. By Rich oh, Rewer. my God. I was just talking about Night Bitch because I read this other book that's supposed to be kind of like Night Bitch. And I... Mm -hmm. No. I was, anyway. just, I was just talking about it and thinking about it. And then I remembered, wait a minute, this is being picked up. It's going to be adapted for it the is. screen. Yes. And mm -hmm. um, Amy Adams is playing the, the female lead in this, which excites me because I think she'll pull it off in the way I would like for that character to be, you know, portrayed on screen. So I'm excited. So I'll just read a little bit on the back. Um, an ambitious mother puts her art career on hold to stay at home with her newborn son, but the experience does not match her imagination. Two years later, she steps into the bathroom for a break from her toddler's demands, only to discover a dense patch of hair on the back of her neck. In the mirror, her canine suddenly looks sharper. Her husband, who travels for work five days a week, casually dismisses her fears course he does from fairway hotel rooms faraway hotel rooms as the mother's symptoms intensify her temptation to give into her dog impulses peaks and she struggles to keep her altar her alter canine identity secret seeking a cure at the library she discovers a mysterious academic tome that be began that becomes her bible a field guide to magical women a mythical ethnography and meets a couple meets a group of mommies involved in a most of a marketing scheme who may also be more than what they seem this i forgot I just, that there was i forgot there were like mlm people in that book i need to reread that Yes, uh, I plan to whenever, I don't even know if they're in production or whatever, but whenever this adaption is slated to premiere, I'm going to read this again right before because I just had the best time. This is one of those books where I hear it's coming out and I read a little, little bit about it and I just feel in my soul that it's going to be for me. And it absolutely was. I loved it so much. Anyway, Night Bitch by Rachel Yoder. Get so you I a copy now. I need a copy. Also, I just finished listening to I Love You and I've chosen, but I've chosen Darkness. Yes. It's definitely Darkness. Darkness. I always say violence, but darkness. Um, and I guess there are, I didn't really pick up on it until someone said it to me. And I guess there are Night Bitch vibes, but like there's just something was more relatable for me to Night Bitch mm. than there was to the other till I love you because I don't know. I don't know if it's cause it's out West and there's like a culty element to it. And like, mm. it, instead of being like, cause she's like in new England or something right in night bitch. And I just, but it was interesting. I, I would be curious to see if you 
can read I love you but I've chosen and see if what you think of it I'd love to know what your thoughts on it I also want to reread Night Bitch to see how I feel about it like it was fine it was fine Um, and it explores a lot of the same things I kind of read a bunch of like millennial women struggling with being moms and professionals um, in the last few days and mm-hmm. it's a very interesting genre for me to be in as a millennial <laughs> woman with no children um, yeah so like there's things like I can relate to and then there's things I just don't like right. I don't relate to a lot of the child stuff um, but yeah no there's a lot of millennial women struggling <laughs> yeah um yeah so i'm i'm ex- i'm excited to see what that adaptation looks like i tell you what boy I, I, hollywood is just like hollywood is scraping up all the rights to so many books i cannot keep up with all the things that are that are slated to be on it's screen a, yeah the question is like when are they gonna come up and are they gonna be any good and like what projects so many projects get scrapped before they ever even begin mm-hmm. so it's I, it's hard to get excited for things well, I can tell you we should get excited about Killers of the Flower Moon because, like, that's it's got all the people in it. It's got all the people. And I'm looking forward to that whole production. And I think they, I think it's going to be Scorsese that does it, right? And I think they threw him like a you asking of money. me questions. I, 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 like I know. I think Scorsese is doing it and they threw a lot of money at him and he's like working on it for over the next, I don't know, three or four years. No, I don't know. I haven't even read the book. Oh, that's right. That's right. We'll get you a thrifted copy. We'll get you a thrifted copy. Yeah. Anyway, it's time for us to wrap it up. Yes, it is. Well, I, you know, I needed help today and I apologize for (laughs) me. It's time to wrap it up. Anyway, follow us on all the social medias at TBR Lowdown. Visit our website, tbrlowdown.com. <laughs> and, oh, I said all the social medias. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Oh, She's and pointing Facebook. at me because she never remembers. She never and remembers. And Facebook. I don't remember Facebook as a thing because I'm not a boomer. But I... <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's a I good say thing. It's I the checked. generation that got Facebook first, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a good thing I checked her or she would have missed that lovely message from um Ainsley parents. That is true. Um we really do appreciate parental approval. Um Yes. Anytime parents approve of me, it feels like a win. It does. It does. I'm yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a big win. Yeah. Anyway. We're going to wrap this up because, uh, yeah, we need to not be doing this anymore. Yes, it's because yes, there was a bumpy start and I'm glad that we, we got bumpy. we got we will be better next time. I, I got it. I need to remember where we meet for love. They don't even know. They don't they weren't there for because it wasn't even live. So anyway, we're done. <laughs> they just know we were late. That's so. it. That's I it. Was late. It's my fault. I'm stupid. Anyway, I will be less stupid next time. <laughs> anyway, happy reading, everybody. All right. Happy reading. We're out of here. Bye. Bye. Well, we've come to the end of the show. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We kindly ask that you go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our show and leave a review. That would help us out tremendously. 
Don't forget to follow TBR Lowdown on Instagram at TBR Lowdown and visit our website for show notes, the link to join our Discord book club, and other information at TBRLowdown.com. You can follow me, Naomi, on Instagram at BookLadyReads and follow Alyssa on Instagram at NerdyNurseReads. Thanks again for listening and for your support. Until next time. Thank you.